Welcome to another episode of the Gaming with Scissors podcast. I'm dying under the weight of crippling depression. Uh, I'm here, as always, with uh, Sean Piper, the owner of NerdLifeTX.com. Hey. And uh, uh, Nick, uh, a.k.a. Zero Ping. How are you, sir? I am here, alive. Awesome. I am your host, uh, Matt, also known as Nitro Weezer 3 k which is what I prefer to be called, but nobody will call me that because when you make up your own nickname, you're a nerd and nobody will use it. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> you guys may have noticed that uh, the podcast is it coming out at a weird time. The other two episodes kind of came out in a timely manner. You know, nobody noticed that. <laughs> We're the only ones that actually listen to this. Yeah, well... <laughs> Not, not according to my statistics. My, my statistics, Sean. My statistics tell me that other people are listening. How many other people besides our moms listen? Uh, we, we had one Frenchman. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's definitely not my mom. <laughs> no, that's not my mom either. I, I assume he was a French man. He could have been a French woman. We had a, we had a person of the French persuasion, at least somebody who was in France. Either that or somebody with a tour client. I don't know which one it was. But uh, <laughs> we did have somebody else actually listen uh, from outside of the country this time, which was kind of sweet. Um, but the reason we are kind of putting this out at a weird time is we actually had a full episode recorded along with another member of the Nerd Life crew. And uh, our recording software uh, just decided that one of the tracks, namely Sean's, just <laughs> wasn't a thing. So we had like everybody else's audio, but Sean's was just corrupted to hell. So uh, we couldn't make an episode out of that because it was going to be really awkward for me to try to cut around that. So um, this week we are uh, still using the same old recording software, but we are um, also we recording local yeah, we're recording backups. We're local tracks ourselves. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, so as usual, I want to go through uh, things you did this week in gaming. Let's start with Nick, since it's mainly going to be switchtalk.jpg. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did spend some Breath of the Wild time. Um, but I did uh, hop on my uh, Xbox One and played a little Fallout Four, mm, the worst one. Uh, cool. You know, I haven't be- <laughs> I haven't beat it yet. I haven't beat it yet. So that's the that's that's what keeps pulling me back a little bit. So I'm only I want to say like two maybe three hours into that game. I the first the first settler I met that sassed me that I couldn't immediately just blow away. I was like. F this game. I am playing this. Because <laughs> if you sass me in Fallout, the whole fun of Fallout is I can blow you away. It doesn't matter who you are. But your first like little crew that you have to build their little like city with, mm-hmm. you can't blow any of those people away. It sucks. And if you do, they just come back to life. Yeah. And then they're still mad at you. They stay aggroed even through that. It's stupid. <laughs> it does sort of break it a little bit. It's still a good game, though. Yeah, they have a story to tell, you know? I want to make my own stories. <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh, I actually did grab the uh, demo for Battle Princess Madeline. Uh, it's a Kickstarter uh, that I'm actually writing an article on. It should be up by the time this uh, 
podcast comes up. So yeah, and that's that's interesting. That one is uh, it's what Ghouls and Ghosts, right? It's a throwback to that, but it was made because basically, like a little girl said, "Daddy, I want to be in this video game." Somebody told her that girls couldn't or something. I don't remember. Something happened. Yeah, basically. Yeah, she wanted to play a game. Uh, she said that she wanted to actually be in the game. And uh, <laughs> she told him that uh, girls can't be knights because that's what she heard. And uh, he said, oh, yeah? Well, what color do you want your armor? So, <laughs> <laughs> Which that's is awesome. awesome. Like the story behind the start of that is, I think, that's going to push that over the top for a lot. Oh of yeah, definitely. Definitely. Dude, and it looks just genius. Like the, the art style is amazing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the music is actually, uh, if you go through the demo, it's kind of interesting. It reminds me a lot of um, good Genesis music. Uh, think oh, yeah. like Castlevania bloodlines sort of has that sort of sound to it. That's cool. And she's helping with the design, right? Like it's, yeah. she's, she like draws a picture and goes, this is a bad guy. And he goes, all right, awesome. That's a bad guy. And then he just puts it in the game. Uh, yeah, not directly. I mean, he does actually update it. Uh, he, he uses them sort of as uh, templates. Uh, he said, uh, they haven't totally, you know, rooted out the possibility of a, uh, full of cat level but you know <laughs> you gotta you have gotta, little girls you gotta have the kitties right well grown men too you have to have the kitties <laughs> right it's the internet it's, yeah. yeah it is the internet it will sell all the copies on the internet all true story <laughs> so all right so uh you playing anything else i have more breath of the wild i'd imagine yeah just a lot of breath of the wild it's huge, and I I'm one of those gamers uh, playing Fallout, uh, you know, Skyrim, Oblivion, games of that nature. Like I just like to kind so of go all on. the same game. Well, I'm basically, just... <laughs> I guess I can't say anything because we've been playing a lot of like action RPGs, so a lot. We're all the same game too. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but no. you know, my my brother actually uh, always complains. Uh, about my obsession with those games because he wants me to play games with him and he said I'm always into the Forever Alone games. So <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> kind of the case. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, all right, uh, Sean, what are you playing? Or what did you play, I guess? I play nothing. No, <laughs> I, um, I'm playing a lot of Paladins for some reason. Like I have to either play Overwatch or Paladins. That's like my week-to-week transition for my competitive <laughs> game. It doesn't matter. So again, it's playing the same game over and over again. But so I've been playing a lot of paladins, and then uh, you've I've been you Matt you know I've been playing uh, lots of like I said action RPGs. We've been doing some Diablo three. I'm trying to get ready for the next season because I'm actually gonna gonna partake. I haven't like for like the past like two seasons. So I'm gonna do that, and I feel like that we're gonna need to do the season in hardcore mode since. That's oh, the only fun. Well, I mean, we've been doing good so far in the, the little bit of hardcore that we've done. So, I mean, we haven't died yet. We're like, what, level like 10? Something yeah, like that. Something. Yeah, well, so, maybe we should either make a video series or stream that because I'm sure it's going to be a nightmare on my part because I have never even meet, beat the base game of Diablo 3. Like, I don't uh, even have the expansion. We need to play it on really, really hard <laughs> and do it in a hardcore <laughs> mode. So there's lots of just screaming and panic. That's yeah, it, it only lasts like half of one video. The rest yeah, of it right. is just Sean being sad and lonely, and then it becomes a forever alone game. And then Nick will be there just playing I'll Breath just of the Wild. Your right? head in the corner, so <laughs> it looks like like a little angel, so everybody can <laughs> see the representation of your death. 
just sad emo face. Just like, meh. I'm you know, sad that's now. one of those games. I haven't actually played uh, uh, Diablo 3 since like it came out. I think we beat it the weekend after it came out, if I'm not mistaken. Because that was the first time you were allowed to play it because the servers were down? Well, basically, yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. But I had a I had a land party the weekend it came out, and then a land party the following weekend, and uh, we we beat it. Uh, me and a bunch of my friends. So I, I kind of would like to revisit that. Let me know when you guys are going to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot better from when it first came out. They've done a lot of work on it, so it's mm-hmm. a much better game. And I hate that it got so much flack when it. Uh, yeah, it was broken like the first couple of weeks it was out, but the actual game itself is not bad. No matter how much people bash it, I still think that Diablo three was a good game, and it just it just suffered from the fact that it had that Diablo name on it, and the expectations were just unmeetable, in my opinion. Like no matter what would have come out. Everyone would be like, "Oh, it's not Diablo 2. All right, and it would nothing be- can touch Diablo two. Still to this day, nothing no, can touch Diablo game. two. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like Path of Exile is a really close contender to being Path of the Exiles is so overwhelming. It is so overwhelming that that's that why tree, I love that game. That arcing tree of abilities and all it is so crazy. I, I love it. I love how overly complex and customizable that game is. And if if anybody listening, if you if you like diablo or any of those kinds of games you need to do yourself a favor and just go out and, and play path of exile because it's one it's free so that's not going to stop anybody and uh it's just a quality game that is you can literally make any character you want if you want a, a mage that carries a, a broadsword or like I'm, I'm making a rogue that does like tons of like poison and lifesteal damage he's like a chaos rogue it's it's great i love the game that that's one of, it'll always be one of my favorite games, no matter what, just because it's there's so much stuff to do in that game. Is there much of story behind it? Yeah, there's actually a decent amount of story. I mean, it's not like I don't feel like it's a really interesting story, but it's there. I mean, it's about as much as Diablo. No, I, th- I think Diablo had a good, interesting story like halfway through, and then it just kind of got lost at the end. Yeah, but I, I think I think that Path of Exiles has a decent, you know, you gotta read. There's no voiceovers. So that's kind of annoying. And if I want to read, I'd buy a book. I don't buy books. So, <laughs> I, I don't have enough attention to read things, so uh, it's just, a lot of work, and there's big words. I don't understand them. I'm not great with English. I'm like, can I kill this guy or not? I can't. Okay, I I'm out. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's it's a it's a solid game, and uh, being able to customize the hell out of your character is really awesome. Um, and the the other great thing about that is they have been. Um, still pumping a bunch of uh, updates and stuff out into that. They just did like a massive update, like end of last year that completely like changed the game. It was like crazy. The yeah, amount of work they're putting back into this game. Hmm. So definitely good. And uh, the last thing that I've been playing just because for the sake of the website, I'm playing through torchlight two again, because I'm like, I've only played part of these action RPGs, isometric RPGs or whatever is because the only reason I'm playing torchlight two is because we get more. I wrote a long time ago when Torchlight 2 first came out. I just kind of like half assed writing this guide, right? And I put in some builds that I was using, not even like research builds. It was just like, hey, try these. This sounds good. And uh, I would, I started recording some videos and I did like some character breakdowns for each of the, the classes. And then I just left it and it kind of just like, I never updated it. And we've updated the site like 15 times since then. And I never bothered with it. Uh, 
and we still get hits every day for that Torchlight 2 guide. I was unaware that people even cared that much about it. I mean, it's a good game, but I mean, once you're done with it, you're done with it. It's not like they're continuing to develop for it. Uh, so I, I just, I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish this guide. So at least these hits on the website that we're getting, they're going to be justified and they'll actually have something to look at. So I'm going to, I'm going to work my way through it. I'm going to, I'm going to get some actual decent builds in there and, and I'm going to try to shoot a video for every of the main story missions in the game, which is like a huge undertaking, but I don't care. I'm going to do it because I don't have anything better to do. Maybe we should do a giveaway for Port- Torchlight 2. I've actually got one in my inventory. All right. Let's do that then. So uh, what do they got to do to get it? How about a hashtag uh, RPGs? I don't know. Well, that would be a bunch <laughs> of randos. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just do like a hashtag Torchlight 2 Rocks. And what will we do? We're going to do another like 10 days, same as last time? Yeah, hashtag Lightning's Fire. Lightning's Fire. <laughs> Let's do that then. Hashtag Lightning's Fire. And uh, we will draw at random a name who uses that hashtag at nerd life tx and you can get a free copy of the game if you've never played it there you go so Done. yeah tweet 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 us you know use the hashtag uh light next fire and uh we'll, we'll, we'll all be happy we'll all be joyous um <laughs> keep it keep an eye out on our social media we'll we'll tell you the exact date it's gonna end and uh just make sure you at least make it what is this 13 minutes in all you gotta do is make it 13 minutes in. it's not like the conan exiles giveaway that it's at the end when nobody listened to it yeah, there was like three people that like wanted to be a part of that, but that's fine. We'll we made we made it work. So, um, as for me, uh, I played the same things Sean played because we played a lot of stuff together. But I also played uh, a lot of For Honor, and uh, got real mad because that's what you do when you play For Honor. <laughs> Only when you're bad at it. You play it, and you come up against guys who are just better than you, and it makes it's it's so infuriating. It is. I don't think I've ever gotten so mad about somebody being better at me than, at something. Like usually, I don't care. I'm like not competitive. I at hate all. everyone who's better than me. So it's, uh, see, I, I don't care except for in that game because I just the beatdown is so severe. <laughs> when you're against somebody, you can like just straight up womp you. It's horrible. Um, but uh, you know, Ubisoft is taking a beating right now, and rightfully so um for the amount of money that it would take to unlock everything in the game and their basic response to it was well it's it's essentially an mmo so you're not really supposed to unlock every i mean you wouldn't go into world of warcraft and unlock everything for all the characters right because that's what this is and i'm like no it's not no, no, it's, no. Not. it's a goddamn street fighter and there are <laughs> people that unlock everything in goddamn street fighter so get off your high horse stop being money grubbing a-holes and just give us some of that stuff at a lower rate like Increase your drop rates, decrease the amount of money it takes for you, the steel, to buy things, and don't expect me to shovel wear out $70 for your stupid steel to maybe get something I want. The the upgrade system in that is such trash. And that's why I think it's so frustrating when people beat me, because I know that they've more than likely just pumped hundreds of dollars into the game. Or they have nothing better to do than they play that game all day, every day, because I know there's lots of people that are like that. Yeah, but that's that's see, that's why I like the Overwatch system, because with Overwatch you're only as good as you are at the game. Like you can't buy things to make yourself better. You're just only as good as you are at the game unless you're using like an aimbot or something. And that's kind of why like I prefer that style of gameplay to the fighting games and, and a lot of a lot of the Ubi games, to be honest with you. Because Ubi is, I have a love-hate relationship with Ubi. I, I really liked um, the, the pirate Assassin's Creed Black Sails, Black Flag. Yeah, I really liked the Black Flag. 
Yeah, so I really, really liked that. That game was super cool. That was the pirate game that I've always wanted. Like, I want to be able to sail around on my sweet-ass ship and board other ships and do whatever the hell I want. Like, I, it was sweet. I loved it. The Division, I have a lot of fun with The Division. I like running around with, like, a group of friends, like, doing whatever. Granted, I joined that late, but I don't like having to give them a shit ton of money just so I can play the other piece of the game that's multiplayer, which is stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do that. I already paid you for the game. I paid you for yeah. it. It's dumb. Yeah. I agree. Um, so uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Ubisoft in, in, in that regard. Yeah. Um, I also played uh, a game called Indigo Child. Uh, and uh, if you're interested in what that is, you can go over to our site right now. I did a written review of it, and that's, that's live now. But it's essentially like a game jam game that some, was made by one guy. Uh, and uh, it is about like life and death. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, it's, you essentially just walk around. It's the controls are just move and this like weird beam power you can do that surrounds your body in circles and you interact with, uh, people who are like in the afterlife and then they're ghosts of, you know, kind of where they died, you find their ghost and then you have to re reunite the two. It's really short. It's like 20 minutes. It's a game jam game. So it's not like something you're putting a bunch of time in, but like the whole of everything about it, the, the, the store, not the story, but like the atmosphere, the sounds, the graphics. It's got this really cool visual style. That's it's black and white, and it looks like it was hand drawn, and it's it's very smooth and kind of very artsy looking. The whole thing just pulls you in, and it's really fantastic. Um, but if you want to read my review, it's up right now. Go check that out. And the game's like two bucks or something. I think it's I, actually I think it's pay what you want. If you pay over two bucks, you get all of the developer's original code for the game which is kind of neat. So you can like customize it if you wanted to? I, th- I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like the way he handled it was really cool, but that's on uh, itch.io. So itch.io. Um, so I played that. And then just before we started on here, I bought a game called Vikings wolves of Midgard. And it is a Diablo clone. Yeah. Surprise, oh, dude. Surprise. dude. I need to buy it. What is it called? Uh, Vikings wolves of Midgard. So I think it just came out like today or yesterday. Cause I, I cruise steam every day. I go to like their, Hey, released today games and kind of flip through them. It is a Diablo clone that is, uh, really simplified. You can't really, uh, you can't really customize your character as much as you can in Diablo. There's only two real characters you can pick from. You've got shield maiden or warrior. Your customization options are pretty limited. You know, it's a couple of hairs, a couple of, you know, facial features, tattoos, no tattoos. Uh, but then you get to pick what God you worship. And that's kind of interesting because you can say, you know, oh, I worship, like, for example, I, I worship Loki. And Loki is basically like the God of dual wielding. So I get to dual wield any weapons, but I can use whatever weapons I want, but I'm only going to get bonuses for dual wields because I worship Loki. And I can... How, how, uh, does, how does dual wield equate to mischief? I, it's really strange. Well, it's a lot of the skills are like, Oh, poison or a quick stab or shoulder throw. Like they're like, right. Um, kind of like sneak moves. Um, those are like, like your skill set kind of works like that. But hmm. instead of like XP or anything, you murder things and take blood from them. And then you sacrifice that blood to your God to get upgrades. <laughs> um, so that's kind of radical. It's a really simple, it's a simplified Diablo. I, I, I've played for like an hour. I don't know if I like it or not, but I'm thinking I might do like a review for the website. And I know Sean, you and I will probably play together because I'm pretty sure there's co-op. Holy balls. It's $40. Yeah, dude, I bought it. 
Oh, you yeah, it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, for for what it is, it's so expensive, and the reviews are all mixed on it. So I'll, I'll we'll see where it ends up. Um, I kind of have like a standing rule that if I can't say anything nice about a game, I don't review it, or like if I feel like I'm going to be too mean about it, I don't review it, or if I don't like it. Um, just because I don't think it's fair to like put a bunch of negativity out there about a game uh, yeah. that somebody worked really hard on, even if I don't like it. I don't have a problem saying I don't like it, but I'm not going to do a long-winded article about how you know you're the worst human being ever or whatever. So if you ever give us a game, unless for- you're Phil Fish, then it's then it's acceptable. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> that's Phil Fish. That's a different story. Um, right? If if you ever give us a game and we don't review it, don't be offended. It probably just means that it didn't jive with our tastes, and we just you know we couldn't find a good way to review it in a positive light. And that's nothing against you. It's just. That's how we operate. We don't want to be a bunch of rude a-holes. That's not to say that if something has a problem, we won't bring it up. It just works that way. So uh, that's all the stuff that I've been doing this week. Um, but there was some pretty interesting news. Uh, there's going to be a remastered version in HD of StarCraft coming out. And uh, Sean, you are our kind of like resident Blizzard guy. Like you're, you're the Blizzard obsessive of the group. So like, Is that, is that my title now? It is. It is. Uh, editor in chief, Blizzard boy, with Blizzard, an eye. Blizzard, Blizzard zealot. You're the you're the Blizz boy. Go ahead, Blizz boy. <laughs> all right. Uh, tell, so tell us all about this. For for a while, Blizzard's been hinting at the fact that they're going to be doing something with one of their classic games or a few of their classic games. They posted a, a couple of jobs. One was for like a, a developer, and then another was for uh, like a. 3d modeling artist i think is what it was those are the two that i caught and so but the description said that so they're looking for some some people to put on this team that could revamp some of these classic games and so everybody kind of freaked out and they're like oh what's it gonna be what's it gonna be and my hope and everyone else's hope was that they were going to remaster diablo 2 for the whatever the 20th anniversary or whatever it was and the, or what 15 15 year 20 year whatever what did it, whatever they recently hit and uh so that didn't happen and instead we're getting starcraft remastered which is uh, okay i guess i'm not a huge starcraft fan like i love i love diablo i love all of warcraft stuff and i like their old like classic games like you know lost vikings and rock and roll racing and all those um but Starcraft, you know, it's big with a lot of people and esports and all that good stuff. So um, they're they're taking it and they're basically slapping a new coat of paint on it. the 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 base graphics, like the models and stuff, they're staying true to the originals, and they are um, just upgrading them to 4K and uh, adding some a bunch of cool new features. I mean, I, I guess I am not like overly hyped about it. It's it's a thing, and I'm glad that that blizzard is taking the initiative to you know kind of pay service to the fans because it's something that tons of people all over the world play and they're gonna you know make it so you can play it on on current um current machines so that's cool and the fact that they're if you can get the standard definition version for free when it comes out so that's also pretty awesome the original version is is actually playable on current pcs i was just playing it uh, about a week ago direct downloaded from uh blizzard's website the, well the, there's something i guess it runs into certain issues with specific hardware i think but they just patched last week i think it was they just put out a patch that fixes a bunch of bugs and it switched it over to free and they're also making it so the standard definition version is 
compatible with the new HD version. So if you have the old one, you can play with people to get the new one. Oh, nice. So that's good. That's really cool. And I think that's where, where Blizzard is doing things right. And, and that's something that they've been known for for a long time is the fact that they at least attempt to listen to their fans. They listen to the community. They don't always do what the community asks as, I mean, that's evident with like Diablo three and you know, people, how long have people been begging for PVP, like a mm-hmm. true like PVP and, you know, it's still not there, but I mean, Blizzard does, they do have an open ear and they, they, they like to give people what they want within reason. So, I mean, I mean, this is how remasters should be done. This is how, this is how you reach into the vault and you end up pulling something out that is actually worth spending some money on where so many companies will just be like, Oh, here's the remake of the game. And it's literally just like, Oh, we, we took the original game. We just upscaled it and it looks even more like garbage. Yeah. (laughs) That's happening with a lot of things. Um, I mean, the Disney afternoons HD collection, for example, that all they're doing is they're just taking the NES port essentially, and they're just upscaling it and they're going to resell it. I mean, granted $20 or whatever, it's a budget title. Yeah. Which I get it. I understand that. That's kind of cool. But the only thing they're adding is like time attack and boss battle, which you're not doing anything at that point. You're just, you're just making it look, you're fixing the pixels so they don't look like complete trash on my HD TV. And you're adding in two modes that probably you just probably copy pasted the same code and just slapped the characters over top of it for each. It's just, it's just a, it's just a disc with ROMs on it. Yeah, essentially, which just like there's such a, a cry for old and retro games to be remastered now, because we, we live in an age where, I mean, freaking, Call of Duty 4, didn't that just get remastered? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how that game, I remember that game being released. Like, how are you remastered? How are we to the point where that needs remastered already? You know, but it's getting a remaster. Meanwhile, there's a lot of really old games that we would we would all love to see, you know, remastered. I remember seeing when they they released on GameCube the original uh, Metal Gear Solid, but they put the Metal Gear Solid 2 like first person view and stuff into it. Twin snakes. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest damn thing I'd ever seen. And I love that. I would love to see more games kind of go back and do like a little bit of an update, especially considering the, the way that the, that Nintendo console sold the, the basically the, it's a machine with ROMs on it. It's essentially a raspberry Pi, and they sold gajillions of them mm-hmm. and they couldn't keep them on shelves. So why, why do we have to have this conversation about whether or not it's a good idea to remaster something? You can print money that way. You know, you, as long as you have a good game in your pocket, you know, you can't go back and, and take something that was, you know, pan. Nobody's nobody's clamoring for an HD remake of Shaq Fu, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but like, you, you know, you came to me, you're like, hey, we're going to redo Mutant League Hockey and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be in HD. Like I would I would I would throw down a few bucks for that, but you have to find a, a, a good, fair price point for it. There was somebody that was remaking Mutant League Hockey. Yeah, but they they wanted some obscene amount of money. It I think it failed. I think if I remember correctly, they wanted like a, an obscene amount of money for it, and they just realized that it was like way over their their technical ability. I, I thought that was just Mutant League fo- football. Was it football or hockey? I remember it was one of the Mutant Leagues. I think it was football. Uh, well, um, I'll still play. I'll still play Mutant League football. Give me I that. I think it got released. Did it? I, I think so. Oh my god! Somebody Google that. We need to know immediately. <laughs> Because if that if that happened, we have places to be, and we got in this podcast right now. But yeah, I I 
I think that in some cases it's justified to do that HD remake and to, to get that money. And if it's what fans want, um, I, I personally, for the StarCraft re-release, I loved StarCraft when I was younger. I used to play it with all my buddies. My buddies were the kinds of guys that would set time limits. Okay, you can do whatever you want, no attacking for 30 minutes or whatever. And they'd have these massive wars. Uh, it was awesome to watch. It was great. But, I mean, am I like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out because StarCraft is coming out? No. No, I don't I don't, I don't care that much. Um, but th- that's, I guess that's just me. That's just how I am. But there, there are some games from my past that I would like to see, you know, come out in an HD version or, or come out in better quality. And again, these companies could just print money that way. I don't, I don't know why more companies aren't doing it. Well, it's, it's a matter of resources too, right? Uh, yeah. You can dump a bunch of ROMs on a disc and release it, but uh, do you go that route or do you actually spend the time to like, rebuild all the assets in 3d like starcraft has or uh just completely redo the game like mutant league football is attempting to do here i did get a update on that it looks like uh looks like a demo came out and that's what i'm thinking here yeah you can you can on their site they have it up for pre-order for like 25 bucks for ps4 pc and xbox one Ooh, and you can get a collectible genesis case for 40. Oh, there you go. Well, you, you, you just go. sent me earlier that there's like a brand new game that's coming out that is like a, a clone of uh, like Final Fight or one of those like no, Streets, Streets, of Rage. Streets of Rage. Yeah. No, and it's and they're actually releasing it on uh, Genesis hardware. So it's not like it's a it's a PC game that looks like it's a Genesis game. It's like it runs on the Genesis. But it's so expensive, man. It's so expensive. Uh, I think it was like 65 for the... It's 65 is not terrible bad, though. No, it's not. And I think there's like a collector's edition or something like that that's like 85 or $90, which, uh, you know, back in the day, the Genesis games were, they were actually fairly expensive. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, don't under, I don't understand. Oh, I, I guess it's, I mean, it's more expensive to, to develop that kind of stuff because, you know, all the plastic and the, the, the boards and stuff. What was that RPG? Uh, Pure Solar, I think it was. Uh, that also came out on basically everything. It came out on the Genesis, I think, first, if I'm not mistaken. You have you ever heard of that? that? No, oh. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Well, th- there was there was actually. Does anybody uh, has anybody seen that there actually is a version of Halo that came out on the Atari? What? Oh yeah, yeah I did. Yes, yeah, somebody devved Halo uh, in in Atari code, and it's really crazy looking. It actually looks kind of interesting. Yeah, that was uh, like Matt. Freeze or Fries or something like that. It's uh or no Jeff Fries, I think. It's the guy who uh, was actually in charge of the original Xbox project. Yeah, so it's interesting. I I'm curious to see what direction we kind of move here because there's a there's a definite split right now between the AAA game industry and the the indie movement. Um, I feel like the indie games had like a big resurgence in like 2015. Like it was the year of indies. Like everybody loved indies in 2015. Uh, 2016, I feel like we didn't see as much of them. And 2017, we're seeing a lot of monstrous AAAs come out in the first part of the year here. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where we end up in the long run as far as like um, style and uh, like we were talking about those HD remake kind of projects because the indies are trying to keep alive. A lot of indie developers use that like pixel art or they, they, they feed on our nostalgia. It, I love it. Yeah. I got to admit I'm a fan. I am. I, I'm on a case by case basis, a fan. I, 
I'm more about the genre of game than I am about the graphics for a game. So I, given the opportunity, I'm still, if you were like, hey, do you want to play Halo 2 or do you want to go back and play Resident Evil 1 on the PS1? I'm going to pick the Resident Evil game because I like horror games and I love that game with all my heart. So it just depends for me. I have to really like the subject matter, but there are some really cool like horror style 2D kind of games that are coming out that look really neat. And there's also a lot of really cool point and click adventures that have been coming out in the last few years that like bridge that gap between what a AAA and an indie could be mm-hmm. because they remind me of old Lucas arts games, which were big. These were big <laughs> projects by big teams. And now you've got like one guy pumping out a game that looks a lot like, you know, monkey Island. Something yeah, like they a, took a whole team of people back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really, really cool. And I love seeing it because, you know, you can tell such a, just a wider range of stories when you have those options and stuff like what Ubisoft is doing with that money hungry. Like, yeah, you paid us 70 bucks for this game, but we're going to need you to turn around and give us another 700. If you want to unlock everything shit like that's not going to fly. When you think about an indie developer who's selling his game, that might be even more solid because he didn't rush it out. Even though it, it might not be like a third person action fighter, like, a game like For Honor is, but it might be a great game, a solid game, and they're turning around, they're selling it for $20. You have to remain competitive. You can't turn around and, and, and expect me to pay, you know, 60-something dollars for your game when I can turn around to somebody else and go, hey, you put out this really awesome game that's really deep, it's got great storytelling, great visuals, and I can literally talk to this developer one-to-one. Mm-hmm. You know, He's charging me $25 for something you're charging me 74 Well, it's also an overhead issue. You know, you you do have with those big companies, you do have a team of people that you need to pay. And right. these indie studios, you have between like, you know, whatever, one and like, you know, like max, like 10 people, these little guys. And, you know, that's why they can do what they do. Well, plus they're they're sinking all their free time into it, right? They're basically donating their time for the project. Uh, probably a re- really undervaluing their time while they're trying to kind of prove themselves. So it, a lot of these are are projects of passion. You know what I mean? They're they're trying they're trying to do the things that they want to do um, exactly the way they want to do them. And uh, it, it, yeah, it, it does end up just costing you a little bit of money because they know they're unproven. I'm sure if they, but for every one of those, there's a no man's sky. Yeah, true. I mean, th- that game is just now getting some of the stuff that they made a big deal that was going to be in it at launch. Mm-hmm. It's just now getting planetary vehicles and stuff. I don't know a single person that's still playing that game. Right. Well, I think I, I know like one guy. That's it. Like out of everybody I know that plays games, there's one dude that plays it. Is he the worst person you've ever met? <laughs> he's fine i think that's a problem to be honest i think that's a bigger problem with the actual industry if if you look at it um a lot of games are coming out half-baked they're they're incomplete huge day one patches um all the things that they were sort of promising and the trailers and at like e3 pressers and stuff aren't quite all there when they ship or things are just really broken and unbalanced um or like when you never release your game and you charge people like $700 for a spaceship and the game's never going to ever come out. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Star Citizen, huh? <laughs> uh, 
I, I have we can have a whole show on why I hate Star Citizen and why that is just like a cancer on this industry. <laughs> oh, let's suck everybody's money up and then never deliver anything. You know what? I was actually thinking about something that I think would be interesting if if we found uh, the Kickstarter projects that we that we backed or that we thought were interesting. Maybe we should do an evergreen list over on the site. Uh, for everybody to kind of see what we're interested in and what we might be backing on Kickstarter and, you know, not the amounts that we're putting into these projects, but at least see maybe like the date that we donated when it was expected to ship and whether or not it actually ever did. Right. And just leave that, leave it up as a, you know, just evergreen. It just keeps growing just because I think that would be an interesting social experiment. You know, five years from now, we look back on all the stuff that we kickstarted and go, well, nope, 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 nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope, nope. You know what I mean? Like, it would just be kind of neat to to go back and look at that. So that might be something we should look into doing just for, you know, anybody who's listening. If that's something that you think that we should do and you'd be interested in seeing just from a, uh, you know, an industry perspective, uh, let us know. Just shoot us a, a, a tweet or Facebook us or heck, leave a comment on this uh, in uh, a review and we'll take a look at that and we'll, maybe that's something we'll look at doing. Yeah. Oh, and that they, the uh, Genesis game that I was talking about, uh, it's called Paprium, P-A-P-R-I-U-M. If anybody cares, uh, I might have to. I'll, I'll probably I'll post the I'll post a little article about it and uh, put the video up. It looks really really sweet. I, I loved Streets of Rage as a kid, so seeing that just made me go like, I'm gonna throw so much money at this. Wait, it's how much? It costs what it costs to buy things in For Honor. Never mind. <laughs> but at least you're getting a whole game, a quality game, and not just like a part of a sword. Yeah, that's true. I'm not just getting a sword hilt for like 18 bucks. <laughs> it drops your that drops all your stats. Yeah, I, I could buy an actual sword hilt for 18 bucks. Like literally, I could go on eBay right now and buy a sword for 18 dollars. You can go to the sad mall to the sword and bong store and pick up the uh, your own sword hilt. Yeah, dude. Uh, hey, dude. That that girl that worked there, she was having a great time. She's very excited about her life. She was just scrubbing out her weird, you know, smoking device. Not even making <laughs> eye contacting with us. Just looking sad. Uh, she's in the sad mall. So that's what yeah. it's about. So, okay. Real quick. I'm going to tell the story real quick. Uh, I know this is a gaming podcast, but you guys like us. So enjoy this for a minute. So Sean obviously doesn't live in the same state I do. And he came to visit me in Ohio and uh, I took him to our sad mall, which is like our mall that like doesn't have anything in it. It's, it's uh, Chapel Hill mall. Nick, oh, so you yes. know what that's at, right? Oh yeah. So we were walking around and like I was taking Sean and all these like, like these like really sad stores. Like we got like a game store like a game store in there but that used to be a GameStop. Now it's like we'll call it know, a game store. <laughs> yeah, now it's like it's like it's like Johnny's Johnny's big game emporium and all they've got is like seventeen copies of Jeopardy for the Wii. So you go in there <laughs> you and get a bunch like, of stuffed animals too. Yeah, we're just like, I don't know what's happening. It smelled bad. It was weird. So I'm taking Sean on this exploration. The only thing that they have in there that we actually wanted to go to was they have a really nice hot topic. It was like the first hot topic in the area. And a lot of the pops that Sean can't find in Texas, I can find in there because it's the junk mall. So nobody goes in there. So I can always find the pops that Sean's looking for if they're hot topic exclusives. So I took him in there and we walked out and we saw this other store that was just, it was just stuff. I don't know. It was everything. Yeah. Like we walked in, there was all kinds of like, it was separated by like color. So like you just go into one area and it's just got like a bunch of black Panther statues of like Panthers, like growling and stuff. And then just like a painting of like, like a, like a Raven. Cause it's black. And then just like a black knife. And then just like, 
like some black <laughs> silverware. He's just like, yeah. why is this place separated by color? Like, what, what is happening right now? It, we, we called it the, the Internet the Store because it was literally just like a, everything you could imagine. They had they had like they had like bongs and they had swords and dragons and American flags and they had uh, <laughs> like crazy paintings and they had just like random clothes that no one would ever wear. Right, like <laughs> giant dream catchers that took up entire walls of your house. And like, like, oh, your whole room is a dream catcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's it was like it was like crazy. So Sean and I are like walking through there and we're just laughing about all this shit in the store because it was, it, was, it was absurd. We're just like, I don't, who is buying who things buys from this you? Stuff? Why are they yeah. still open? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, did you need 17 of the black Jesus painting? Like, is it, is there, is there a big like rush on the black Jesus painting in this you place? You only need like, one. What? Come on. Yeah. So we're just like trying to figure out the story, you know, trying to sift through all the like, you know, mushroom shaped lamps and whatever the hell they have <laughs> stash boxes. And uh, we're like, walk up past like the front of the store. Yeah. Incense. that just smells like weed already. You're like, what? Doesn't this defeat the purpose? <laughs> Um, so we like walk past now, Ohio does not have legalized recreational marijuana, just so everybody knows. Um, so we're like walking past the front of the store where like the checkout is. And there's just like this girl by the checkout who's like, we had just assumed she worked there. She was behind the counter. So I got to assume she works there. Um, but she's just like, like cleaning this bowl, just like, like <laughs> hunched pipe. over it, like being real creepy and weird about it. And Sean and I just like look at her and we're just like, hi, or whatever. She just stared at us and just went back to what she was doing. We're like, all right, neat. <laughs> we just like walked out, but it was so uncomfortable. Um, we just had to leave and Sean took pictures of the store on the way out. And then we went across the, across the uh, mall there and we actually found like a really sweet t-shirt that was just like a wolf with a bunch of muscles for a reason. So, <laughs> what, did, what, did I, what did I name that wolf? Do you I don't remember? remember, but it was funny. It was oh, like, God. but it was like muscles wolf. It was huge. It was just, just this jacked. It was like a wolf head on a human body. It was just a jacked arms. But it was like it was Goldberg's sweet. body. It wasn't like a normal body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like it was like uh, you know early two thousands WWF ripped muscle man body. It's crazy. It was absolutely very insane. very oily. Yeah. yeah oh, good okay, time. so <laughs> I named him Wolfman Muscleford. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if, I, I have it on, on our Instagram. So if you want to look up Wolfman Muscleford, it was from like ten weeks ago from today's date. So just scroll back a little bit. Oh, and then we found the uh, <laughs> the Freddy Krueger that was inside like the the men's suit warehouse window. Oh yeah, it was all creepy. We thought there was a guy standing there. This is like a Freddy Krueger suit in like this like <laughs> suit store. They're just like, hey, you can buy this if you want to look like. But yeah. it's was, it was like it's so it's like a taxi cab driver hat, and the guy like it's just a bad mannequin. It looks like his face is all scarred up, and then he has stripes. It's obviously it's not red and white. It's like blue and gold and gray <laughs> and some like blue slack. But from a distance, it was creepy and it looked like Freddy Krueger. It was at that dead end of the mall where there's nothing. Like the lights are all half off. <laughs> They're blinking and hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, that end where you might get stabbed anyway. It's so funny because I used I used the hashtag slashing prices. <laughs> <laughs> we got all kinds of weird likes on that because there's so many weird bots out of the internet that are just going through liking crap for weird hashtags. Hashtags, <laughs> are they? So that's a good time. So yeah, so that that was a uh, side tangent with Sean and Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. So speaking of uh, closing stores, 
That GameStop, huh, guys? GameStop is uh, closing 225 stores worldwide. Um, I'm not surprised if I'm being if I'm being fair. GameStop has not great business practices. I I like the people at GameStop. Just like I I still have uh, a a movie rental card, and Sean makes fun of me. He says that where I live is 1997. Because we still have like video stores and stuff. But, <laughs> I want a video store where I live. They don't have any. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like going in there and like I made friends with the dude that works there right away. And I'm just like, hey, man, what, do I get this movie? He's like, no, that sucks. He's like, get this. And then I like end up renting something crazy that this guy's like, yeah, just get this. And it's, you know, <laughs> you just like, watch this now. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> this is your life now. You got to watch this. It's just like, like this guy walking around with a giant pumpkin for a wiener and then he just touches people and they turn to salt. And you're just like, what? He's like, yeah, it's deep. And I'm like, sweet. I'm going to rent this movie. 10 out of 10. I'll make a movie podcast on this. I'll take, I'll take one, one copy of pumpkin wiener and escape from the surf Nazis. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey man, I'm, I'm pretty sure both of those are trauma movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, I love going into the stores and like talking to the staff there because they always have a really great, uh, you know, hey, check this game out. The last time I went to a GameStop, I actually found Way of the Samurai, uh, which I play obsessively. I love those games. They're fantastic. I had no idea they even existed. And the guy was just like, play Way of the Samurai. I like it. It's like one of my favorite games. And it was super cheap, so I bought it and I love it. Uh, I miss that element of shopping for games. But at the same time, GameStop is just, they're, they are the Ubisoft of stores. <laughs> like they want to nickel and dime you for every single thing. They're they're overpriced for everything. Like Sean Pops are what like nine dollars normally. Like they run between like what nine and fifteen. Uh yeah, fifteen for like Comic Con exclusives. But like just like Commons are going to be like eight ninety nine. Right. So you go in there and they're like twelve. You're like what's you know the, actually you ours doing? is ours is cheap. Uh, ours usually has if it's not an exclusive, so they'll be like between like seven and like. Seven and twelve. It just depends on like what they are. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to like how they price it. I mean, I'm sure corporate has some some decision making power that, that we don't know about. That's magic, and so there's like some formula. But yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I don't know why they do that. But yeah, uh, some of them are like their exclusives can be like kind of crazy overpriced more than like uh, more than the hot topic. Yeah, and and it's not just just on toys. The games are that way too. You walk in there and there's a used game. It's like twenty five dollars. You can go on to Amazon, buy it now new. It's like twenty three eighty or whatever. And it's or five dollars. Yeah, it just it it's mind blowing to me that they're even still a building. And so from what I understand, their long term plan is to essentially become like a like a geek goods store. That's why they bought Think Geek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's I've noticed that Think Geek has gotten real weird with their marketing lately. And I was wondering if maybe that has something to do with it. Like they're a little more aggressive about their marketing. Their prices seem a little more janky. Like they're either really, really high <laughs> or really, really low. And I can't ever figure out why they go one way or the other. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. But I just, I, I have a hard time feeling bad for, for a place like GameStop. 
I feel bad for the employees. Don't get me wrong, because the people who work at GameStop are awesome. I've never had a bad experience with an employee at GameStop. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's some weird ones there. Oh man, are we one. about to get into this? We need to hear Sean tell us your bad story about GameStop. No, I don't. I don't really have any. Well, I mean, walked into GameStop, had a bad time. That's my whole bad story right there. Just everything about it was horrible every day that I go in there, but I don't stop going because you know there's not a whole lot of options. Why does it smell like butts? Your, no, it's, there's pop. always like some one guy that wants to like chat me up about all of the games that they sell and he wants to go through every single game and want to know if I play it. And I just want to go in there and I'm there for, I want to look, what do you have that's on sale? What do you have that's on clearance? I want to look at your toys and I want to go and I want no one to talk to me. But there's always some guy that has to come in there and wants to try to touch my hand, look at me. <laughs> like I can't have all this going on while I'm trying to, to look for my my one pop that I'm hunting for that I'm never going to find and I had to order from the UK so that I could at least have it but they didn't have it so well, this guy was trying to be handholdy with me and I just can't have it I'm he sorry. wants to pee a circle around you and claim squatter's rights <laughs> squatter's rights is what it is <laughs> and I, I couldn't have that I was but screwed by GameStop everyone gets all the screws from GameStop <laughs> <laughs> no uh, back Tell in your uh, story you know, the 360, when it launched, uh, I was one of the unfortunate people to pre-order it from GameStop. Oh, yeah. So pre-ordered the 360, did a full pay on it. I was ready to go. Showed up a little bit early, just kind of look at other games, consider if I want to get any other games. Um, went to go order another one, and the guy's like, oh, so you're on the second shipment. They never said anything about a second shipment at any point in time, and I pre-ordered like almost immediately after the E3 announcement. I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but uh, when the 360 launched, there were like three pre-order shipments that GameStop um, allocated out of their original stock that they were promised, and I uh, did not get my 360 at launch due to that fact. I would, have, I would have lit a trash can fire. I was so angry. I actually took time off because Oblivion was one of the launch titles. And I'm like, oh, I am I literally took a week off of vacation. I'm like, I'm just going to sit in my underwear, play Cheeto or eat Cheetos and like play Oblivion I'm for a week. Cheetos E360 game. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how you get a game podcast. <laughs> just the games. That's the only way you know. Got a feeling going. Through you, <laughs> I was pretty livid. My, uh, I believe my my cousin also uh, was on that second list. I told him to go check when uh, I found out, and he got that unfortunate news. So, yeah, that was, I, uh, this sounds like sad stories. Yeah, it's not a good time. <laughs> I've never had a bad time in GameStop. Like I've never walked in and had a bad time. The only like weird experience I've ever had is like I walked in after one of the Call of Duties came out. It was the space one. So it was recently, whatever that one, one that one was. Space you know. of Duty? Yeah, Call of Duty in space. Call of Duty, uh, we can't rip off of space shooties, so we're going to just try our best. Was it in- Infinite Warfare? Was that Sure. It? Yeah, sure. Absolutely it was. Whatever <laughs> you want it to be, that's exactly what it was. Um, so I went in there, and I was picking up just, I think I was picking up like one of the old Batman games on PS3. Like I was just kind of, Piecing through just older stuff because you're just trying to waste your money, is what you yeah, Well, I was just wasting time. I think I was waiting on, you know, I was at lunch or something at work and I was just messing around because I worked right around the corner from a GameStop for a long time. 
and they were just really like pushing this Call of Duty, man. You did, did you get your Call of Duty? We still have copies available. Did you get your Call of Duty? Because nobody wants it. Well, and I finally just was like, no, if I needed a coaster, I would buy a coaster. And the girl was just like, what? And I'm like, nothing. Just, I just want to buy this. <laughs> I, was, I was so just done with it. But I could tell she just didn't know how to handle me because it just said, no, if I needed a coaster, I would just buy one. Um, so that was a good time. But I also, does anybody remember Funko Land? Did you have Funko Land out there, Sean? I do no. remember Funko Land. Well, so that would have probably been when I was like, maybe like middle school, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I didn't live here. I lived in the Northwest. I, I lived in like the Seattle area. Oh, okay. So, and I don't ever remember anything like that. For my games, I always went to Toys R Us when I was really little. Oh man, Toys R Us. I, I remember I got my, my, I still have my original Game Boy, like the big gray monster. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I remember getting that. I think my grandma got it for me after it had been out like a couple of years. She, she got it for me for uh, Christmas or something. And she, paid for it and then they just took one out of stock at the store near me mm-hmm. and called my mom and said you can come pick it up i remember going in there and picking that thing up and just being amazed like i was just so amazed i was like this is the future i could i could take mario in my in my car i can do whatever i want and now the switch is out and i'm just like i don't, don't play this i don't care i don't care i might my, my cell phone's better i don't care i use my bathroom time for facebook you know, like it, you'd rather play infinite runners in, in your, in your toilet time than play some legend of Zelda. Yeah. Except for that Mario infinite runner. Cause that thing can piss right off. Uh, that's no, a fun game. I'm gonna give you $10 for that. Oh, I played the first two levels for free over and over again. And yeah, the best yeah. in the world. Yeah. That can die in a fire <laughs> in just all of the fires, but, but you know, GameStop, it's it's fi- it kind of feels weird because it is an institution for anybody who really loved games and grew up without the internet <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> like us, like, yeah, because we had. And when I was in uh, high school, I got the internet like God, I didn't even have high speed when we first got internet. I had dial up for a long mm-hmm. time, um, so we didn't even have like real internet. And there wasn't websites where you would just go and buy this crap for all you young people. <laughs> You um, barely have the internet right now, so yeah, compared to Sean. But don't don't worry though, because the people who represent us in DC have decided that we, nobody needs ultra fast internet. I beg you, I beg you to give me ultra fast internet. I will find uses for it, and I will <laughs> use all of the internet. You'll save the world. I will. I will solve so, so many issues. <laughs> so much Sudoku. In high yeah. school, I had uh, bulletin boards. Do you guys know what those are? Yeah. Like it's like a forum, right? Yeah, you're way older than me, so I don't know. <laughs> but I think I know what it is. Yeah, I had like a 286 with a 2400 bottom, ah, 2400 baud modem, and uh, I don't know what any of that stuff is. <laughs> it's a really, really, really slow modem. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there were a couple of local bulletin boards you would dial in, and uh, there can only be so many people online at once, and uh, you would have the sysop there and you can leave messages for other people you can meet people in chat rooms you know there would be like 24 people total on the bulletin board um and there were some games that you could play online uh like legend of the dragon and things like that and that pretty much is what kept me going back but but they were all text-based right oh yeah there were muds so garbage garbage (laughs) Uh, but but that's all you could do on your cga monitor though so (laughs) 
Again, I am not that old. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that would have been awful to live in the time before Christ. <laughs> that would have been terrible. <laughs> I ain't got no video games. Where are they at? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. It's funny you're talking about uh, Infinite Warfare because um, I was reading the. I guess it was the CEO from GameStop was blaming underwhelming sales for a specific franchise as the culprit for or one of their woes for why they weren't making their targets. Yeah. And everybody's kind of like, well, it's probably Infinite Warfare, which that's ridiculous though. How can you how can you base an entire like franchise of stores on selling one horrible game and one game that hasn't been good forever? Well, th- because it that's one of those series you print money. You know people are going to buy it. But GameStop is in that business now of being like, get the GameStop exclusive gun. You can only get it here. And if you don't get it, your friends are going to laugh at you. And your wiener is going to be tiny. And nobody will date you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, no. Well, that's going to happen because you're playing lots of Call of Duty anyway. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no. If I don't buy this version of Call of Duty, I'm going to suck at life forever. But people are starting to get to the point where they don't care. And the people well, that do well, care. Because if you wait six weeks, you're going to be able to get it DLC, kind of like what happened with uh, WWE 2K17, where everyone was super pissed that all the Goldberg stuff wasn't a store exclusive. They eventually made it downloadable. Yeah, well, it, it's it's one of those things, right? You know, it, if, you, it, if you keep on that route, it just turns into CSGO, right? Yes. People people just stealing their mom's credit card to buy a fancy, you know, shark skin magnum or whatever the hell they do on there. I don't know. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, whatever. It's garbage. <laughs> um, but th- they they also with those recent releases about the culture of the company, talking about how you know if you don't sell X number of used games, you're the worst employee, and we're gonna sacrifice your dog to the devil. Like, get out of here with that shit, man. Like. I will never understand that way of doing business where you're going to pick a a specific thing and be like, this is what you're in charge of. Um, This is what you need to sell. Only this. I don't care if you're really good at selling everything else. I just need you to sell this. That's all I care about. I, I, I don't get it. Am I still making you money? Yes. Then fine. That's, that's what I do. I made you some money. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome that I made you money. Um, But they were just, not very good to their employees, you know, on right. top of all that. So you, you did it to yourself, man. I don't feel, I don't feel bad. You did it to yourself and you, you have to adapt to compete in the space that places like Amazon are dominating competing in. Yeah. Because they're talking about, Oh, well, black Friday sales and specialty sales and stuff. Amazon was just killing it. I'm like, they've got free two-day shipping. I can get that thing in two days. I don't have to come to your store. I don't have to hold some weird guy's hand. I don't have to like, <laughs> you know, I don't have to lick a window. Whatever I got to do to get in there to buy the stupid thing. And sometimes if there's not exclusives, if I'm just picking up, you know, the RE7 house box set, which I still want, by the way, and I don't have, and I'm really mad about it. Um, if, if I want to buy that, there was nothing in there that was a GameStop exclusive. I could go and buy that online right now. Why would I not just buy that online and have it shipped to my house with two-day shipping the day it came out as opposed to coming in there and buying it from you? It doesn't make any sense. Amazon's uh, business model has actually been putting the hurt on them too. I mean, if you can go on and pre-order a brand new game for forty-seven ninety-nine because you got Prime, you get free two-day shipping, and that typically means you get it the day that it's launched elsewhere. 
sitting on my doorstep when I get home from work. Yeah, why are you why are you not doing that? You don't even have to go to the mall. Nobody's you're touching just, my hand. I can just walk to my door and get my game. And you're saving money because they're taking a hit on it. So Right. Well, and on top of that, if you're like a if you've got like one of the Amazon cards, you're getting five percent cash back on that too. Yep. So, oh, and and now depending on what city you're in, you can get like for me, I can get next day shipping from Amazon. Nice. We we can we have an Amazon place we can go pick it up at. Yeah, there's a brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah, it's a brick and mortar, but you can't go in there and shop. You just gotta like tell them online what you want or whatever. Yeah, and then they just have it at the front. You just go in there, and some guys is like, "Hey, I'm I'm Jack Amazon. Here's your package." <laughs> you're like, "Awesome, man." He's like, "Go away." And you're like, "Okay, got it." And they just leave. Yeah. So, Fuck you, everyone else. I'm going to Amazon. <laughs> Wait in their parking lot. <laughs> I'm so cool. I pick my online orders up at a brick and mortar store. It doesn't defeat the purpose at all. I don't believe this, this delivery, no internets. I just call them up. I just call up Bruce Amazon and I go, Hey Bruce, y'all got any copies of that for honor in there? And he's like, yeah, a lot. Cause nobody bought it. <laughs> we got all the copies so of every on, copy of it. You're going to need to buy two. If I'm going to come out of the back of this room though. <laughs> that's, that's the incentive right there. Right. So, um, but you get to hang out with Bruce. So it's, it's worth it. Right, the Bruce Amazon. He's the man. He his name is on the company, bro. Bruce Amazon. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. See, you don't have that in Texas. We're not as 1997 as you think. But to be fair, it that store is located in an area that's lovingly referred to as, and I quote, Crackran, Ohio. So <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's fine. Akron's getting better. There's less less people getting stabbed there when I than when I used to live there, so that's good. I mean, I think they're down to like four stabbings a week or something. Yeah, that's wow, that's funny. Lord and Ravenna. I know, right? <laughs> good for them. But yeah, overall, I'm not that upset about it. I'm not. I'm. I'm. It's hard to be upset. I again, I don't want anybody to lose their job. I feel bad for the people who work there because it's going to be a weird battle to find something different because it was a really unique line of work, and their employees get some cool. Um, perks for working there like they can kind of like if they have a used game in they can kind of rent it and take it home and see if they're going to like it i don't believe they can anymore oh really they can't anymore yeah when it was eb games uh they were actually encouraged to do that at one point uh but they found that there was a lot of uh sale loss and some other practices that were kind of happening and they put the kibosh on that oh, that's yeah so then why would you i i guess it'd be cool to just kind of hang out around games all day and just know everything that was coming out. But I would not want to sit there and listen to that totally rad dude. Tell me about the new game that's coming out all day on that speaker. Yeah. I would would lay down in traffic. Yeah. No joke. It would be the worst. So anyway, well, unless anybody else has anything they want to go over, that was the end of my topics. This is going to be a shorter one than usual, but that's because we done had a full episode a week ago. <laughs> We're, We're a little dead inside after losing it. We're and the, inter- the internet ate it. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that's awful. Um, so just really quickly, um, Sean and I wanted to just talk to everybody about um, the podcast and how you guys can help us out a little bit. Um, Sean actually found out that if you guys leave us an iTunes review, that actually really, really helps us out. Um, it It kind of it's going to move us up the ranks. It's going to get more people to notice that we're a thing. So um, if you guys could just leave a, leave a review uh, on the podcast uh, on iTunes, if you can, right, Sean, that's pretty much all we need them to do. 
Yeah, they can go on there and uh, just say something nice about us and give us five stars. That would be amazing. And then uh, anybody else that has left a review, if you can just say that this was helpful, then that helps boost us up. And hopefully we can get up to the top of new and noteworthy. That would be amazing. I don't have hopes for that, but it would be great if for some magical reason it happened. (laughs) Right, right. So tell your friends, tell your mom, tell everybody. Um, We Don't tell my mom because I said fuck. Oh no, Sean's in, Sean's in trouble. Uh, my mom would just roll her eyes at me and be like, "Of course you did." And then you put it on Matthew. the Matthew because you're you. Yeah, that's exactly what she would say. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up throughout the year this year. Um, Sean and I are both going to be at Geek Fest, and if you like the show, um, we are going to have some kind of a setup at Geek Fest. We don't know what it is yet, but um, you're going to be able to get actual copies of the podcast uh, on us on a prize, like a little kind of trinket you can take away are you trying to say jump drive yeah without saying <laughs> jump drive wait it's okay. for the surprise sean you ruined oh, christmas yeah. um so uh but yeah we're, we're going to be giving away jump drives with little uh w- with like the podcast on them we think we might actually be doing some game giveaways that way too so if you're in the uh if you're in texas and you know where ctc is and it's near you the central texas area um definitely look for ctc geek fest and uh, keep an eye on that. I think tickets are getting ready to go available for public purchase. Um, but it's sounding like Sean and I are going to be not only uh, having a booth, but we're going to be running some, um, maybe some talks about podcasting and a few other uh, topics, as well as running a few events. So uh, if you like us, you like the show, make sure you check that out because uh, it's always a good time. I went for my first time last year. Uh, this year, I kind of planned my travel schedule around being able to come back for it this year. Cause we had a lot of fun, hang out, um, you know, eat some delicious food, hang out with people, say hi to people. Um, if you like the show, you can come up and tell us if you hate my voice, you can come up and hit me. So that's fun. There'll be a uh, punching booth. Yeah. You just come up and just, just, just sucker punch me right, right in the, in the old, uh, baby maker there. Um, the old mommy, daddy button. Yep. <laughs> the daddy button. Perfect. Um, <laughs> And speaking of the podcast, uh, we actually have a second podcast now that I host. Um, It's going to have a revolving door of guests with me. The first episode is up now, and it was with Nick. It's actually a movie podcast. So uh, Sean and I have a movie picked out we are going to do also. uh, Oh, man. Yeah, based on the uh, Warhammer uh, franchise, which is Sean's baby. Uh, I know nothing about it. I'm trying to learn. So uh, I'm, I'm still learning. It's, yeah. it's new to me. I just like to obsessively purchase things. So that's why. And specifically, it's 40K. So actually, I guess I should preface that. Well, and, and we did find a coloring book today that dumbs it down to a level that we can oh almost understand. Oh, my gosh. I, I have to link. I have to write, put that up on the website. That is just like gold right there. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, but it, it is called the Nerds at Drive-In podcast, and it should be available on everything. Uh, so if you can, go ahead and check that out. Uh, the first episode is on a movie called Midnight Skater, which was filmed in Kent, Ohio. Uh, which is where I went to college and Nick did some of his time in college and also Nick lived there for a little while. So we have all kinds of fun stories about that. He was squatting. He was squatting. He was, he just yelled squatters rights at passersby and they were just like, what? This is the library. He's like, get out <laughs> my house. And then like every time they thought they caught him, he just got in the elevator and went to a different floor. Cause the Kent library is like super huge. So he just like hid in there. 
just him and F.U. Bob running around, which nobody's going to get that joke unless they hung out at Kent. Oh, my God, uh, F.U. Bob. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's passed on now, but he was like a legend in the Kent area. He was like this older homeless guy that if you like looked at him, he would just stare right at you and then he'd just give you the double middle finger for no reason. Like he's just like this grumpy, just old guy. Actually, in uh, I believe Demon Summer, one of the movies that we actually reference in the Midnight Skater episode of the other podcast, uh, they have a character modeled after him in that. Oh, so that's, that's awesome. Kind of, Yes, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Side note about F.U. Bob, he also was an excellent painter. Yeah, that's I didn't know that. That's so fun. A painter of walls or like painter of paintings? Painter of nude women. What? <laughs> <laughs> so how does a hobo convince ladies to take their clothes off so he can paint them like French women? I don't know. <laughs> I, assume, I, I assume magazines. Oh. Just, J, just J.O. mags for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ones he's saying. It wasn't even you, like real in-life persons. He was just like, look what I found in that garbage. <laughs> he, he was just like, I'm going to take this picture of Mandy Moore. I'm going to put her on Oprah Winfrey's body and imagine that naked. You're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to buy that. You um, do want to buy it. So, yeah, I mean, if somebody's out there, go ahead and make that. And we'll see. I mean, I might buy it. Goes to the highest bidder. Uh, that's fine art. You can't just be given that out. Um, so yeah. So before we go here, uh, I wanted to do a quick rundown of some articles that we posted over on the site and we're going to have more than usual because again, we missed a week. So, uh, I just put up today and, uh, a, uh, an article about Indigo child, which I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, so you can go over there and check out my review. Sean posted the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming trailer that just was released today. Today is the 28th for reference. Uh, we have an article about the remastered version of StarCraft coming out. Uh, we have an article about Chivalry being free for a limited time on Steam. Uh, Sean posted about the new Warhammer 40K models, the Death Guard, that will be released soon. Oh, and they're so sweet. I got to buy them. They need to be out now. They look awesome. They are really cool. They kind of remind me of like the Plague. Uh, Plague Knights. Plague, yeah, Plague Marines, but they're knights. They're all sweet looking. They're all green, and they just look like they're going to eat your face. It rules. Um, then we have uh, the first episode of the Nerds at Drive-Ins podcast. Midnight Skater is up on there for you to enjoy. Uh, and... We have the uh, Nowhere Profit trailer review up. Uh, There's a really neat game that's coming out. It's it's a randomly generated deck building game, so that's kind of interesting. And Sean also has posted the Goat Simulator Waste of Space trailer. So uh, lots of cool stuff over there. Make sure you go over to nerdlifetx.com to keep up on all the stuff that we are doing. That'll be most of our articles, but uh, we also have social media. So Sean, how can people follow the site and find you on social media? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at GWS Rancor and every social media in the whole world, even ones I've never heard of or set up accounts for. You can look for at NerdLifeTX. That's correct. So make sure you follow the page and you uh, you tweet uh, add us to see if you can get that copy of Torchlight that we were talking about earlier. Because everybody wants to play Torchlight. They do. And uh, again, you, if you want to play with us, we'll even play with you. You just need to tell us who you are. We'll play with you. We don't give a crap. We have no we 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 have no souls or you know any inhibitions about talking to strangers. Uh, obviously, we're just yelling into the void. That's basically what making a podcast is. You're just yelling at your computer in your own basement for an hour and twenty minutes. Well, I can hear people in my head, so I'm yelling at them as well. Right, yeah. Technically, we all can because we've got headphones on. The problem is when we take the headphones off, most of us still hear them. That's the problem. They're still there. They're still there. (laughs) 
they're telling me to walk around. They're telling me to pee in the corner at the Walmart. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, make sure you follow us on there. Nick, uh, where can people find you uh, and your writing? Um, Zero Pring. So, uh, I can be found on the Twitters, Facebook at Z3R0PNG. Uh, also can be found uh, from time to time on Nerd Life and uh, in these various podcasts. Yeah, fantastic. And I am uh, at NitroWeasel3K on everything. I've got Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, I got it. Also, I, again, host that second show, Nerds at Drive-Ins. Uh, that's going to be part of a, a bigger uh, podcasting group here that we're hoping to get together. Uh, so for right now, temporarily, we're going to call it just the, uh, the nerd life TX group of podcasts, but we might have like a, like a more formal name later, but, uh, yeah, we're hoping that we can get a few podcasts out of this same crew. Uh, we actually are hoping to add a few more writers and we might be able to squeeze some other topics over there. We were talking about maybe a wrestling podcast coming out of this, which is cool. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe, so. maybe we should, maybe we should start that this weekend with WrestleMania. Ooh, ooh, that that might be a thing. Even though I don't have any idea what's happening, I'll be the I'll be the color commentator. I'll have to I'll, I'll catch you up on everything. Don't worry. All right, sweet. Um, so uh, if you have an interest in us reviewing anything uh, that you've made, uh, and you can hold your horses on it because we don't know when we always get to these things, uh, you can email us at uh, info at nerdlifetx.com. And the same goes if you're interested in working with us on anything. So if you know you want to maybe write or you have questions for us or whatever, you can hit us up on social media or find us there. And uh, it's not going to be a, hey, we're going to hand this to you process. And also our positions are unpaid. We do this out of the kindness of our hearts. We can't, <laughs> Sean and I pay for the hosting for everything out of our pockets. So you're not going to be getting much except for free game keys occasionally. But if you're willing to... Uh, Put yourself out there for that and you can write, uh, shoot us an email or uh, find us on social media and let us know. Uh, we'd be great, happy to talk to you. Um, beyond that, I think that this is going to wrap up uh, another episode of the Gaming with Scissors podcast. We appreciate you stopping by and listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to leave us an iTunes review. Until next time, we appreciate you stopping by. Thank you and bye. Bye. Later.